Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of Passing Dimes. Thanks to friend of the show, Grant O'Gorman, we were able to meet uh, another international star here. Uh, so this athlete is part of the Volley Vikings, which I'm sure you've all seen on YouTube or social media. Already at the young age of 23, he's played in over 37 FIB events. So welcome to the show, uh, Matthias Bernstein. Thanks thank, for doing this. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So how was your week in Edmonton? The week has been great, actually. I've, I've been, uh, we had a good good run in the tournament. Uh, we got a fifth place, and uh, we get to see my first time in Canada as well, so I'm happy to be here. A anything about Canada impress you? Are the people <laughs> nice to you? Yeah, the people are really nice. They're so friendly here, so I'm really glad, and uh, really glad I went to Canada for this tournament. Good. So you guys have had a good season so far. What's next for you guys? You mentioned you're not going to Tokyo, but you'll be in Vienna for the five star. Yeah, we're going to uh, back to Vienna now tomorrow, and then we will um, go and play the Austrian tour as well in the weekend before the Vienna major, and then the five star. Nice in Vienna. And what city in Austria is hosting that tournament? It's Salzburg. Okay. It's close to Salzburg. Yeah. Very nice. And what's uh, what's typically the level of competition? So there'll be other international teams there, like from at the FIB level? Or? I don't know. I haven't checked the list. So there'll probably just be Austrian teams. Okay. I don't know if the top level teams play like Doppler Horst or I don't think they will play. Just They will probably prepare for the Vienna Major, but the team under will probably play. And is that typical for you guys being in Norway, which maybe doesn't have the best domestic volleyball as far as a tour? Do you guys travel a lot to Austria and other countries, or do you maybe meet up with the Estonians? Do you train with those guys? Like, how does it work as far as finding meaningful games outside of the FIV calendar? Yeah, when we are like off off season, we travel to Tenerife a lot, to Spain, to travel to us. There are so many, so many teams are going there during the winter time, but we are we don't play the Austrian tour or the Swiss tour or like that much in the summer so normally when we practice at home we just stay us four and then we go uh, outside to Tenerife for for three three months a year in the off, off summer nice it was it was great to see a team of your caliber come to Edmonton uh, just for our fans listening what goes into your schedule to choose to maybe come to Edmonton for a three-star and maybe instead of staying in Portugal for a four-star? Like, how do you guys pick your schedule? Uh, we pick our schedule um, because of, we were in the main draw here, so we didn't have to play the qualifier. And the qualifier was quite hard in, in Espino as well, as, every, as in every other four-star tournament. So uh, that's why we decided to go to Canada to not have the pressure of winning every game in a qualifier and then just could let our shoulders down and play good volleyball. So that's why we chose to come here to Canada. We, we've talked about this with a few of our previous guests. What would be the big difference for you being in a qualifier versus a main draw? I mean, most athletes will try to say there shouldn't be a difference, right? But there's obviously a, a different set of pressure that comes with it, right? Yeah, because in the qualifier you have to win. You have to win two games at least. Maybe you're lucky to escape round one if there, if there's not full teams in the qualifier, but... As far as I, I think it's it's the mental game of winning the qualifier, or you are in the main draw, and then you can you can have a bad game and still get far in the tournament. So as we saw uh, with the Swiss guys this tournament, they lost in the pool pool final against Lithuania, and then they came up and win the gold. So that's that's the difference between the main draw and the qualifier. So that's really important to to uh, it's really mental to play the qualifier. And do you think uh, that kind of reflects the level, I guess, or the how deep the teams are on the men's side, where teams have come from qualifiers and been as far as the semifinals, sometimes or even medaled on tour? Like, yeah. is there just so many good men's teams right now that even in a qualifier, every match is a battle right now? Yeah, it's a battle. It's uh, 
you're the best team will win, but it's you see like teams like Samoylos and Plowing Stocks they have to play the qualifier now in like a four and five star. And it's really hard, it's really a lot of good men teams out there now. And the level is super high, so you gotta be on your toes for every game and you just gotta play good volleyball to qualify, so it's uh, it's really hard. Awesome. Uh, one thing we were excited to sit down and talk to you about is just the, the sports system in Norway. So at the last Winter Olympic Games, there was a lot of articles about Norway and how well the sports system is based on the population, how well you guys produce athletes. Uh, and now there's a really strong group of beach volleyball athletes, not only you guys and the brothers and, and Sorum, but yeah. some women teams who are, are yeah. doing well. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like growing up? I guess, when did you start playing volleyball? Did you start indoor first and then you switched to beach? Like, what was kind of your start, starting point in our, our game here? Uh, my starting point was I, I played a lot of soccer growing up. So I, but all of our family has played a lot of volleyball. Like, my aunt, she played in the Olympics in Atlanta in 96. My dad has many many games for the national indoor team, uh, as well as our coach, Kore. He also played national for the national team indoor and also beach. So that's like, we grew up with soccer and volleyball. And then at some point you got to choose what you want to do. Uh, and then we all chose to go to Top Volley in Norway, the high school, where we all four of us, four of us went. So, so um, how old would you, would 14 around that age? I would, I would be 16 at the time. Oh, yeah, 15, yeah, time? yeah. Okay. So that's when I chose volleyball, like around 15, 15, 16. So I've been playing volleyball since 15, 16. And is that based on your family? Would your family have supported you if you chose football maybe to go full-time into? Or? Yeah, they would have chose, they would have supported me anyways. But it was a hard choice, but there was a lot of um, good schools for football. So that's why I chose volleyball as well. So, But I had to move away from home at 15, 16. It was quite hard at the, the first year. You have to get used to the surroundings. You have to take care of yourself. But we, they made they make food there, so we get like three meals a day. And so, yeah, that was kind of the start of this adventure for us. Good. Yeah. Before we talk about the the school that you're all coming from, um, in one of the articles I read about the Norway sports system, you growing up, I guess playing football or, or soccer, um, is it true you guys don't play competitions at a really young age? Like you wouldn't. Like you train a lot and you, you, they almost get the athletes to play for fun and really get them to love the sport before it becomes very competitive. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, that's so what does that look like as, as far as like a, maybe you're playing soccer as like a seven or eight year old, like you, you don't play playoff matches, there's no tournaments or how Yeah, does that th there are tournaments, but it's like, it's more for fun. It's nothing serious. It's not like you have to win, you have to do that. The coach is like really relaxed and um, I think it's really good for, for the youth to to get to know the game and get to love the, the sport that you're doing because that's really important. If you don't love the sport, then it's then why you're doing it. It's yeah. like um, if you don't love it, then why should you should should you keep going? Good. So let's let's get into the school. So you guys did a great YouTube video on it. Well, we'll have a link in the show notes that people can go watch. But um, you probably heard about it through your family. But do you have to apply? Do you have to pass like a physical test to get in? Like how do you get entered into the school and then? Kind of what happens from there? Uh, it's like, yeah, you have to have some skills in volleyball. You just, because there are, is only 75 students who get to go there. Like in the, there's like 25 each class from first to third class. So um, you got to have some volleyball skills, but it also, you also have to be like, um, you have to be good with communication, the social life. 
because you live upon each other. It's like 70 students playing volleyball. You all everybody knows everybody, so it's um, it's yeah. It, I would say not not some like 50-50 like your personality and your volleyball skills. So that's how you get in, and then they you develop your own game, and then do you develop yourself as well. So. So what would a typical day, do you do school in the morning and then train in the afternoon or kind of walk us through what, what a typical day look like? A typical day is like you wake up at, if you have a morning practice, we have two morning practices a week. So it's Tuesday and Thursday. It starts at 7.30 and, la and lasts until 9.30. And then we have school from 10 uh, in the morning. So it's like you get up at 6, 6.30, you have breakfast, you with the other other guys and the girls there and then you go to practice uh, practice for two hours usually in the morning it's one hour ball and one hour in the gym so and then you switch switch groups depending on which group you're in okay uh, and then it's school uh, at 10 10 to 3 3 p.m. and then it's practice again from from 3 30 until yeah let's say 6 and then it's dinner from from five to seven, depending on which class you're in, and then it's uh, yeah. And then you have some free time if you have schoolwork or that kind of thing. So it's pretty full days then. Yeah, it's pretty full days. It's uh, yeah. You don't get much rest until the evening. So. And how long is the school year for you guys? When would you it's, start? It's uh, high school. It's three years. So we probably start around like if you're 15 or 16, and then you graduate when you're 19. And would you go from say? Um, September to June, or what? We go happen? from August to June. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of hours you're putting in. And this is, could you be a beach only athlete, or you everyone trains court and beach? Everybody trains court and beach. So it's in the in the winter winter season. It's like eighty percent indoor and twenty percent beach, and then you switch up when it's uh, when it when the summer is coming. So then it's eighty percent beach and then twenty percent indoor. Wow. So I, I guess the the bigger before that are kind of winning on the world tour competitively but you guys all came through the same cycle right is there yeah, we did. any other athletes that maybe we're not familiar with that have come from the school that are, are producing results as well or that you think are going to come up in the next few years or? that are not in the school right now or like haven't been there kind of from your class that maybe i think everyone knows that like mole and sorum and they know yeah. about yourself but yeah not, they might not know some other norway teams are there more coming we think in your age group? um in my age group uh not so many not in beach volleyball okay but there are some good indoor indoor players in Norway that yeah at my age or in my class that graduated but uh, they're not playing beach it's only me Christian Anders and Hendrik that plays full-time beach volleyball okay. in that age group uh, but uh, yeah it's it there are some really good players coming up that will go to the school right now and what do you enjoy about beach say more than indoor that made you choose to pursue this full-time yeah, it's the life, you know, the lifestyle. Uh, you don't get to be, you get to travel the world, see see the world, see a lot of cities, uh, the environment around, the adventure of it. And then you get to travel, like we had, last year we had 270 days of traveling. So we were home for like, I don't know, I can't remember, like two weeks I was home, like home home. Um... So it's um, it's the lifestyle, uh, and when you're playing indoor, it's you being in a gym. Uh, so it's yeah, it's really fun. That's why I chose beach volleyball. It's a, it's a fun life. Nice, and I'm I'm just looking at your your profile here. So you played uh, an age classification tournament in 2014, but you also played an FIV. So 
you technically were, were playing pro volleyball at a very young age, right? Yeah, we he actually, me and Anders, we, we started to play together and we, we qualified for our first Grand Slam through a country quota in Norway. So we got the wild card for the Stavanger Grand Slam yeah. in 2014. So we were the youngest team to ever play a main draw in, uh, in a Grand Slam. So what do you remember about that experience? <laughs> that experience was really cool, uh, except that Anders got injured during the first game of the main draw so we had to we played one more game against Dalaser and Rosenthal at that time uh, but then we had to withdraw in the third third game so it was a good experience but also a bad experience at the same time but you learn from it so it just was trying to do the math quickly here were you 17 I was uh, yeah 17 around a little bit older because I'm born in February so oh, okay I uh, I was 18 at the time and Anders was 16. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now did that convince you that you could play on the world tour like being at the main draw and obviously like I think Rosenthal Dazer if it wasn't that year it was a year shortly after that they won the tour like you were playing against yeah. the top level teams right? Like, yeah we did. Yeah it was really it was a really cool experience and you get to see the level and we were only 18 and 16 at the time um, so we felt like uh, we didn't have much to do there at the time, but lately, when I think back, it's it's been a really good experience to get to play as that good tournament at that young age. So it was really cool. Was there anything that stuck out to you that was kind of a surprise that you didn't know about? Obviously, like you, you guys train very hard and you would be familiar with the level of the ball, but was there anything that, as a professional athlete that really surprised you? Whether it's how people prep or how they interact with each other on tour, or yeah, it's you know the consistency of their play. Uh, that's um, that's how you win games, and that's how you see how high the level is when people side out like ninety percent of the time. Uh, that's what surprised me a lot, and um, just how good they were at communicating with each other and how they how they acted on court. It was really really cool to see, and I learned a lot from that tournament as well. So nice, and and shortly after again, I'm just reading through your, your bio here. Uh, you and Anders won a bronze medal. Uh, together as well. Yeah. What tournament was that at? That was a two-star in Espino in 2000 and was it 17, 16? Okay. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. That was that was our first like FIVB medal on a, on the tour, so that was really cool as well. Nice. So, was there any difference in the level in your mind going from say an FIVB main draw back to the youth event, or were the youth events always competitive for you guys? Because you guys won a CEV youth event, correct? Yeah, we have, uh, and Norway has been on the map in the youth for a long time. We have always gotten a, a silver or a gold medal the last couple of years when we when we were at under under twenty under under twenty two. Uh, so we have been really good at at the youth, but. Do you see a difference between the World Tour main draw and, and the youth? For sure. It's the consistency of the play, like I said, it's um, it's much higher. You get, you don't do, they don't do that much mistakes in the in the World Tour, in the main draw, as the youth will do in the CV tournaments. Nice. So if somebody were to ask you, what is Norway doing right uh, at, at this moment in time? 
would it be the sports school answer you talked about? Would it be just you guys are the right generation and you have some role models, like you mentioned your aunt's an Olympian? Like, yeah. Um, or is there another layer that we're missing? Like, what kind of has created this generation that's just kind of sprouted up from a country that's not traditionally a volleyball powerhouse, right? No, we're not. We, we were a powerhouse of beach volleyball during the 90s when Bjorn Mosaida and Jan Kvalheim won the World Tour with the World Series. But after that, we haven't been so good in beach volleyball. Uh, but it was definitely the school that changed us into really good volleyball players. So I'm really thankful for like top in Norway that made us the made us the players we are today and the persons we are today. So um, that was kind of the starting point for us where we had to mentally prepare and if you want to go go f- go full time beach, you have to put your mind into it. You can't go half and then just say I want to play, but you got to go with a hundred percent and try your best every time. So that was kind of the starting point of our career, I think, all of us. So, and especially also our aunt has played in the Olympics. It's also, it's also uh, cool to see that Norway can play, play in the Olympics as well. Nice. So is there a lot of kids starting to play beach volleyball with you guys being role models? Like outside of the school, is there a lot of youth competitions that are growing in size right now? Yeah, there are. There, this is getting better and better for every year. Uh, I think, uh, like the, the, the results Anderson Christian has now has like been so uh, so good for everybody to see that it's possible for little Norway to to make it to the world stage and uh, and be like the best team in the world. That's that's a good influence on the on the youth as well to see their role models doing that well and to get to know them and know them probably because they because in the community in Norway of Alba we we all know each other kind of so it's really cool to see uh, to see that beach volleyball in, in Norway are developing in the right direction. Now is there anything you can share from a practice with uh, Mole and Sorum, like what it kind of looks like? that, uh, Or is that top secret right now and all the people <laughs> know what's going on? No, it's not top secret, you know, we just, we do a lot of uh, pass and receive. That's that's what we do during the winter, it's just pass and receive, getting better and better every year. Um, and that's why I think Anderson Christian are so consistent in their play as well. They have, I think they're the best team in passing and setting. Um, so we just, we just practice on the easy stuff. And then you get, you get better and better. And then it's, then you can develop like the specific more stuff like during practice. When you, during the winter time, we go to the basics again every time. And then when it's closer to the season, then we go more specific on how we want to play, that kind of stuff. That's very interesting. So I guess honest question, do you ever get bored of it? Like you're saying you don't do gameplay for like how many weeks or months do you just uh, not do gameplay? Uh, we always have some some gameplays during like weekends, but in the um, in the week we only have, I get really tired of passing a setting and just do the basic stuff. Uh, but if you don't do it like with 100%, then you won't get any better as well. So you got to keep your mind focused uh, but the when we have the basic training we don't go for that long because it's hard to keep the focus uh, so that's why we practice like an hour and a half and a half with basics and then we probably have some fun games before before we do the basics or after so just to swap it up a bit and then don't do basics all the time so yeah good that's that's a great message that we'll definitely take back to some Canadian athletes coming up where I think 
gameplay's fun and you yep. want to jump and you yep. want to hit and do stuff, but you're right, the best passing and setting teams seem to be very successful, right? Yeah, so. So that's that's like that's like the main key of getting good in beach volleyball is passing and setting. Perfect, that's, that's great advice. Um, and as far as the sport growing in Norway and obviously you guys competing very well, you're doing very well uh, showcasing the sport with uh, the Volley Vikings. Um, whose idea was this? Who's putting in the time doing all the filming and the editing? Like, are you having a lot of fun doing that stuff? Yeah, we have a lot of fun doing it together. Uh, it started out like uh, me and Anders and our parents was just sitting in a couch because Christian was uh, playing with another partner at the time and Henrik was in Hawaii playing indoor volleyball. Right. Uh, so it was just me and Anders playing and we sat down and talked about like why we, we want to make a team, a uh, team of four, maybe six players uh, in Norway to get like a start of a, of a club. For We don't have like uh, so many beach volleyball clubs in Norway, like indoor clubs. Right. Uh, so we kind of want to develop our own brand and that's how we started. We just talked about, yeah, what's... What can we call ourselves? We thought about fjords, the Vikings, uh, and then we came up with like beach volley Vikings. It's like that's a good name for for a team from Norway. Uh, so that's kind of how the how the um, it started for us. And then Anderson, Christian, no, Anderson, Henrik did a really good job with editing the videos, and they did they did everything because uh, they really went into it they bought a lot of gear for for filming and for editing okay uh, so they have been the main main editors on the vlogs and me and Christian has been like helping them out with whatever we can do on camera so so they have done a, a seriously really good job yeah it's great yeah thank you for you guys putting stuff like that out because it, it's entertaining but it's also educational to kind of see what you guys are doing yeah thanks for that so would you guys consider yourself a club now that you're older, or are you kind of representing the National Federation, or is there really an established federation? Are you guys really on your own with as far as coaching and training? And you mentioned you kind of are your own practice group, right? So yeah, we are our own practice group, but we are still in the National Federation. Uh, but our head coach, he went out of the Beach Volley Vikings, and then he's now has 100% with the federation. Okay. So he's not like into the Vikings anymore. It's more like our assistant coach, my father. Uh, he's more like taking care of the financial stuff within Bishop Vikings and how we're doing that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we are representing the national team when we are on tour, of course. Uh, but we also want to develop our own brand, uh, international and domestic. Uh, so that's we we also newly released our new merch uh, website. So. Um, yeah, it's growing, and we're really excited for how to see camping to the future as well. Good. So your your federation doesn't require you to train with them, but they support you. Is that fair to say that? Uh... Um, yeah, we we like we go to national team camps, but the, and they pay us for for going there. We get money support from them. We we also get money from the Olympic Committee. Okay. Uh, so the federation supports us, and the Olympic Committee supports us. Um, but. Sometimes we go on, on training camps just beach volley Vikings and sometimes we go with the national team. Okay. Yeah. But the national team now it's just us four as well. So it's kind of Vikings national team. It's like kind of the same player, so yeah. Yeah, it's neat how that works out and, and you mentioned how often you guys travel that it maybe it wouldn't make sense to have a centralized training center because you guys just would never be home to no. use it, right? So. No. In Norway we don't have a centralized training center. Um when we are in Norway, <laughs> we I'm home in the south. 
Henrik and Anders are in the west and Christian is in the east. So uh, in Norway we are not together that much actually. Because uh, then we do a lot of gym uh, when we're not together. And then we meet up in Europe or in Spain or Tenerife for training camps. Good. So it sounds like growing up you guys always had opportunities for training. But maybe before you guys were really on the map as, as who you are as success. Was it hard to find meaningful games? Because you kind of have to leave Norway, right? But could you easily just call up... Uh, I don't know, name a country. Could you go to Latvia and train with those guys? Or you yeah. mentioned you guys have been to Spain. Like, was everybody pretty inclusive, or did you guys have to be winning before other people? Were no, driving? they were really inclusive. Like, me and Anders, uh, we practiced with uh, Plavins Regsa in 2015, I think, when we, we weren't so good at the time. But we asked them, can we come down and practice with you guys? Yeah, sure, you can guys come. It was, uh, they were really open-minded, and we're really grateful for that as well. That was a good experience. Um so yeah, we travel. We travel a lot abroad uh, to to foreign countries like Austria. We always ask the Austrians, say, "Can we come and practice with you guys uh, when we are in Norway, for example? If you there is so, if there is no tournaments coming up, then we want team to practice with." So, yeah. So they're really, we are like a beach volleyball family. Everybody invites each other, and then we invite them. We had uh, Musen was in Norway okay. um, during the winter time now before the season start. They practice with us and. Great. That was really cool. Yeah, because when we interviewed the, the Estonian guys, they mentioned with CEVs not really being around anymore because they're one and two stars, yeah. there's not a lot of tournaments for them to play in that wouldn't risk losing points. Like mm. They can't afford to go to a one star because they would drop points, yeah. right? So they did the same thing you guys are doing and going kind of camp-based, right? Yeah. Is that, do you think, the best solution unless... Uh, you guys will play in European Championship and stuff, but there's not a lot of CEVs and your domestic tour isn't strong enough, right? So... Are camps the way to go for you guys to find, I guess, other people to train with? Yeah, the, the camps are the way to go, definitely, for us. Uh, we don't want to risk our points playing a one-star, because um, that's not good for us. It's, it's really good for the youth teams that are coming up to play one-star, two-star. It's really good for them, but if you're on a higher level, uh, then it doesn't make any sense to play a, a one-star, at least. Two-star, maybe, if you get like to the semis. But uh, training camps are definitely the way to go for us uh, when we want to develop our game or practice with other, other guys. Perfect. No, this has been really educational. Thanks for sharing kind of your sports system and how you guys have, have achieved so much at such a young age. Uh, one thing our listeners do love is a good story from the road, whether it's uh, at such a young age, maybe you thought beach volleyball was going to be this awesome professional experience and something funny happened or... Any, any funny trips from the road? Not necessarily a volleyball story, but anything that's kind of like a unique experience that you look back and be like, man, beach volleyball is kind of weird sometimes. I can't believe this happened to us. Yeah. Um, we, have, we, had a, we had a flight uh, from back home from um, Itapema last year. Um, that was one of the craziest trips I've ever been to. I think we traveled for 55 hours. Wow. We had eight different flights. Um... So that's kind of like the beach volleyball lifestyle. I didn't know like like how you travel. You you want to go the cheapest way and still you want to you don't want to travel that much, but you want to pay not so much money for traveling. So that's kind of uh one of what was one of the we went to like to from from Brazil to up to uh USA and down to Europe and then everywhere. So that was kind of a really cool Sometime at least uh it was a really long trip. So yeah. but yeah, it's I don't have that many stories that I can come up to my mind right now. Um but 
it's definitely when Christian falls asleep at the everywhere. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of our main thing when we editing or we film him when he does when he falls asleep everywhere. He's like, um, yeah, he sleeps everywhere. Maybe that's the secret to your travel schedule. If you guys are gonna be on the road so much, you might as well get some rest recovery in and take care of it. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> he's uh, he's good to he's he's really good to recover on the flight and everything. So perfect. So we'll we'll recommend to our fans and we'll have some links for the volley Viking stuff. Um, for them to follow you, I guess what's next for you? You mentioned Vienna. And yeah, we play have, Vienna. Uh, European Championships is in Russia. Russia. We only have one team there at the moment because okay. we are first on the reserve list. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't qualify with like 20 points or something. Wow. So, so that was kind of, that kind of sucks. But yeah, Anderson and Christian are going there straight after Vienna. They're in Tokyo now. So all the best to them in Tokyo. And then we will go to Vienna together next weekend. And then any other events you're looking forward to, whether it be uh, maybe the Latvia event where maybe some family and friends could make that trip? Or yeah, for sure. Um, also really looking forward to Vienna. I think there will come a lot of Norwegians. Um, I've talked to a lot, a lot of people, so I think there will be probably two, 300 Norwegians there. So that will be really cool. Uh, Yomala as well. It's really cheap to go there, so I hope the fans will show up. Nice. Uh, and then, of course, the five-star in Rome will be a uh, I think it will be a cool event. I never played in Italy before, so that's going to be fun. Nice. And it, it looks like some events are still being added, that uh, Mexico is going to host a four-star in November. Yeah. Would you guys consider going that late in your season? Um, yeah, I don't I don't think Anderson and Christian will go, but maybe me and Hendrik will go if we have a good uh, training camp before or something. Uh, we haven't decided yet. We haven't seen the schedule. So we're just taking the tournament now until August, and then we'll rethink and how what we're doing the next next couple of months great yeah we'll definitely be keeping an eye on you guys thank you for being so inclusive and sitting down with us thank um, you for having me learned a lot and thanks for kind of giving up your time and i'll, I'll let you get back to your night but uh, yeah thanks thanks for coming to canada first of all and congrats on a good result and thank good luck the much. rest of the way thank you very much awesome thank you thanks for listening and thanks again to matthias bernstein for joining the show while he was in edmonton be sure to check out the Beach Volley Vikings on all your social media platforms and to follow Matthias and the rest of the Norway stars. Friend of the show, Jake McNeil, just won Ontario Championships with future guest Will Hoey. Be sure to check out Jake's episode as well as recently added Maverick Hatch, Billy Allen and Estonian friends Tsar and Novak. Check out any of the great episodes we've had. Subscribe to Passing Dines wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on any of the bonus content. And stay tuned for new episodes coming every Friday. Keep those comments coming, leave a 5-star review, and stay excellent, friends. <laughs>